Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with international jazz pianist Roberto Magris. He opened up about his newest 2018 CD, World Gardens, featuring Kansas City jazz talent like Dominique Sanders and Brian Stever. He opened up about growing up in Italy and his ties to Kansas City, working with J. Moods Records and being honored by the City Council of Kansas City for his contribution to jazz music and performance at the American Jazz Museum. Over his career, he has had over 31 recordings to his credit and toured in over 42 countries. He's a gem from his home in Europe, and he's calling Kansas City his other home, and rightfully so. Please get to know him and dig this interview, my friends. It's a pleasure to speak with you. I was delighted to hear that you had such deep Kansas City ties from Italy. So thank you for taking a minute out for Neon Jazz today. I appreciate it. My pleasure, my pleasure. So let's start off with your brand new album, which features a host of Kansas City talent, World Gardens, Dominique Sanders, Brian Stever, and Pablo are on there. Talk to me about this album. Okay, we recorded this album a couple of years ago, actually. Now it was a nice moment to come out with this. We used to play together for many years. We have recorded already two three albums, and that's the final result of our trio collaboration, I would say, in the sense that we growed album after album. We had The first was Enigmatics. Then need to bring our love, and this is the the closing. It's a very interesting album. I try to to put some materials from all over the world out of my trips and tours around the the world. So there are some music from Europe, Asia, Africa, and so. Beautiful. <laughs> that's great. No, that's great. Let me ask you this. What are your ties to Kansas City? I know in 2006 you got involved with J Mood Records. So talk to me about your relationship with Kansas City. My musical twin is Paul Collins, who is a promoter and the owner of the J Mood. I met him more than 10 years ago in Los Angeles when I I played with the Art Davis at the Catalina and the, the Chess Bakery. We had some concerts there, and Paul came from Kansas City. He, he, he took care of the organization, he, and so we, we we started to collaborate. And from that moment on, we have built many things together. And so it was very natural for him to invite me to, to perform the Kansas City, and so introduced me to, to, the, to, to the jazz scene in Kansas City, and I have been many times to your beautiful city. I've met uh, many people there. Speaking of a beautiful place, what was it like growing up in Italy, and how did you get involved with jazz? Actually, I, I live in Trieste, which is a, a city at the top of the Adriatic Sea, so it's uh, bordering to Slovenia and very close to to Austria. So I am really a side in Italy, but my city is in the heart of the Middle Europe. So I was uh, involved in the, in the jazz scene of, of the Middle European countries more than to the Italian one. I, uh, I played a lot in the Czech Republic, Slovenia, Croatia, Austria, Germany. That's the, my area, <laughs> my, my 
influences. Of course, I have also played uh, with the Italian musicians, but actually, because of living in, in, at the border, I am a little bit a, a kind of an outsider in my country. <laughs> Yeah, more a European jazz musician. I feel a more European jazz musician, more than in Italy. Beautiful. So, what early jazz albums did you listen to that really influenced you? Yeah, my first jazz album was by Oscar Peterson, the, 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 the way I really played. That was the very first jazz album that I bought in my life. And after that, uh, okay, I went to to Bobby Timoth, of course, because I was very catchy, the, the soul jazz. And then uh, back to Bud Powell, okay, Monk, Thelonious Monk, of course, is a great influencer. And, and up to, to McCoy Tyner and Herbie Hancock, and that kind of music, okay. I am, next year I will be 60, so that's the music of my generation. Well, and speaking of being 60, you've been on over 31 recordings, you've been to 42 different countries. How do you feel about your your jazz journey up to this point? Okay, I have always been a traveler. I like to, to, to travel and to visit places and meet different people. Uh, so, starting from European jazz, I, I widened more and more, broadened my, 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 my views. I try to, 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 to play also with musicians all around the world. I, I happen to play in Africa, in, in Gabon, in Libreville with with the traditional musicians, also in Asia. But uh, at the very end of all, uh, I, I am a jazz lover. I love this music. And, uh, of course, I love American jazz. And so I find myself to, to be more American than I supposed before. <laughs> so that, that's, uh, that's funny, because in Europe, they, they consider me a, an American jazz musician, even if they know that I am not American because of my style. Maybe it's a matter of experience, of, of knowledge also of the jazz idiom that is not so very popular in, in Europe. Of course, in Europe we have great jazz musicians, but when we are talking about the knowledge of the, the real jazz idiom, you know, it, it's a different story if you compare to, to the United States. And so I had the privilege to, to play a lot in your country, and especially in Kansas City, and, and through Paul Collins also to, to know a lot of, about the history of bebop and the kind of music. And so I, I dig that music, and so I, I, I'm trying to be a honest jazz musician. <laughs> you know, the one thing that's, that has to be strange a little bit is the, the jazz that we know was kind of brought over and, and really cultivated in America. But the Europeans love jazz. Euro Europe embraces jazz in a totally different way than America. Is that weird when you come over here and go back home and feel the difference with crowds and how we perceive it? Yeah, it's different. You, you need to consider that in Europe, when we start to play an instrument, for example, like piano, uh, we play classical music. I have, when I was a kid, I studied classical music, and then I reached the point that the rhythm was missing <laughs> in, in, in this story. And, and jazz, uh, for me, was uh, the, the beginning of playing rhythmical music after so many years play, playing classical music. And so to, to me, jazz means uh, rhythm, swing, and, and, and especially a rhythmic approach. I have also always considered the, the piano 
a rhythmical instrument. And so, for this reason, I think Europeans are attracted by jazz music because of the rhythm, this originally. But, but of course, jazz is very, has become very popular. There are we have many festivals, we have many clubs, and many different kind of jazz influenced by by European folk songs and that kind of jazz. But in my experience, in my interest, the, the, the jazz part of, of my music must remain relevant, and especially the rhythm, the rhythm coming from African American music. That's that's what. I, I mostly like in music. So, in 2007, the city of Kansas City honored you at the American Jazz Museum. You're obviously a favorite when you come to Kansas City. So, talk to me about what you like so much about not only this city, but what's going on with the jazz here. Thanks to, to Paul Collins. He introduced me to the Jay McShane family. And he was... Uh, still alive, and so we were supposed to meet, and I, I wanted to, to, to do a project on his music and using his, his music sheets. But he, while we were preparing this, this project, he, he, he suddenly passed away. And so I met uh, his family all the same. Uh, we played a, a tribute concert at the American Jazz Museum. I was honored to, to, to meet the, the the city council, and I got some degrees from them. This was a little bit the starting point. After that, I met many musicians like Dominic Sanders, Brian Stewart, Jim Mayer, Scooter Powell, many people. I also uh, had uh, some recordings with young Herman Mamie Harry and Logan Richardson also. Stephen Lambert, many people. I had chances to play the Blue Room, the Phoenix Jazz Club, the Jardins, Cascone Restaurant, the gym. Meyer invited me a couple of times to perform at his small festival, which is named Jazz by the Lake. It's at the Kansas City, Kansas Community College. So, along the years, year after year, I met more and more people, and so... Really, I enjoy this jazz scene in your city. Of course, your city is historical. From from Europe, we think about uh, Charlie Parker, and Mary Lou Williams, and many things from the past. But I was surprised, and I really appreciated it, to meet a lively jazz scene today with many, with many musicians, clubs, and so I love it. I love this. Wonderful. Do you have any plans to come here? Anytime here in the near future, or is it this is a regular visit for you to come to Kansas City because of the relationships you have? Yes, this should be regular, but actually, I have uh, it's two years that I haven't come uh, to, to your city because we recorded and, and uh, some music in Miami and in Chicago, and so I privileged in the last two years together with Paul uh, these places. But we have plans uh, maybe next year or, or in two years to return, of course, to, to, to Kansas City to do something there. Of course, we consider Kansas City home, so we are not uh, running to, to do things every year in Kansas City because we, we know that we have already in the pocket <laughs> this situation. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, so maybe next year or, or, or in two years, for, of course, me and my wife love to come, apart from just music. So I got one more question for you, and it's this. Why do you love jazz? Yeah, because it's freedom. As I told you before, as a, as a European boy, 
Uh, I play this classical music that is beautiful, of course, but I reached a point in my teens when I, I, I was looking for something different, to open my mind, open open the, the music. I think it is it's the music that represents as the best the, the time that we are living now. I'm sure also in this new millennium, jazz will remain the, the, the most creative kind of music, I think, on the planet because of the improvisation and also the possibility to include different influences. You know, starting from the swing and the African-American music, we also jazz developed in different directions. You know? And this is very beautiful. It has become a global channel, you not know, starting from to be a mu an American, typical American expression. Now we can say it's, it's a global, global kind of music. Absolutely. That's a great, triumphant way to wrap everything up. Roberto, thank you for your time. Thank you for your music. Thank you for your contribution to the Kansas City jazz scene. It's my pleasure. I'm really honored. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening and tuning in to yet another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in Italy, Kansas City, and spots all over the world, giving fans all that jazz. And thanks to Roberto for his time, his music, and his contribution to this great Kansas City scene. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Domino on the iTunes Store. Visit Neon Jazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.